Welcome to the Dewhawk Digest, the podcast that keeps you informed on all things Loris College. In this episode, we will discuss the choral programs here at Loris College and the upcoming concerts this spring. I'm Robert Waterbury, Assistant Director of Campus Communications, and joining me in the studio is Jeremiah Cauley, Assistant Professor of Music at Loris. Welcome to the Duhawk Digest. Thanks so much for having me. Well, thanks for taking the time and sitting in here. I know it's a busy time of semester, and well, it's always a busy time of semester, right? <laughs> <laughs> I guess it is. No, I'm happy to do it. Uh, I love I love talking about our our choirs here at Loris and the music program. So it'll be it'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, and so you've been here. This is your second year here at Loris. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you talk a little bit about your your musical background? Sure. Uh, so I started my musical life as a as an instrumentalist, actually. So. A little bit of a change from the choral music that I do now, but I grew up playing the trombone and did my my undergrad in music education at the University of Wisconsin-Madison. Uh, went off to grad school to study choral conducting at the University of Washington, where I did my master's and my doctorate. Spent a little bit of time in the UK, uh, where my wife and I were, were lucky to live, and I got to do a lot of uh, singing and conducting there. And when we came back to the States, we landed in Atlanta, uh, where I finished my dissertation, did a little work at the at Georgia State University, and then moved to uh, Western Kentucky University in Bowling Green, Kentucky, and then here to Loris. Okay, what what brought you to Loris specifically? Uh, you know, I was looking for a job, and I I wanted to work in Catholic higher ed. And at the time that I was looking, here was this job at Loris, and uh, came and you know uh, got to meet with a couple of the singers and do a little audition. Um, went out for dinner with uh, with Luke Tyler, our piano faculty, and uh, Station McDermott from Spiritual Life, um, and just thought it would be a, a really great home. So here I am. Okay, so you're well-traveled, got a lot of experience. <laughs> True. <laughs> a lot of performing kind of globally at that. So mm-hmm. how much performing do you still do at this point? Uh, I do a fair amount. There's a a professional choir that I sing with uh, now only about once a year because school keeps me pretty busy. They're in Tucson, Arizona. Uh, I still do some solo work, uh, which I think we'll we'll get to in a little bit here. Um, I get to do some uh, some church music and some various stuff around Dubuque and around the Midwest. So I, I still uh, still get out there a fair amount. So you stay busy anyway with the <laughs> yeah, singing, definitely. <laughs> in, in among all the all the school and the working with students. So. Mm-hmm. All right, so. What's your impression? Actually, now having been at Loris for a couple of years, working with the students in the choral program, what's kind of what's your impression with the students that you've worked with? Yeah, I think uh, most of the students that I've gotten to meet at Loris are tremendously uh, active and dedicated to everything that they do on campus, which I think for most of the Loris students is like a whole lot of things, uh, and <clears throat> like. A lot of the students on campus, the the singers and the choirs are involved. Um, some with stuff like dance marathon, or some are involved with spiritual life or or other activities all across campus. So they they come in and they're usually um, pretty enthusiastic, if sometimes exhausted. Uh, so there we you know we have a lot of fun in rehearsal. We get to talk a lot about. Uh, about singing and making music and uh, working with poetry and uh, all sorts of things like that. So it's uh, it's a it's a really fun group of people to work with, uh, and I think we we get some some pretty good art out of it too. 
Okay. And what are the different kinds of uh, programs that make up what you teach in, in music in terms of the, the choral programs? We have two choirs. Uh, we have a non-audition choir that's for anybody who wants to come and join. Uh, that's called concert choir. We meet on Tuesdays and Thursdays. We have an audition choir that is for singers who have a little more experience, um, probably <clears throat> already read music when they come in, um, maybe are studying voice privately or have studied voice privately before. That's called chamber singers. Um, we do slightly more difficult repertoire and kind of you know get to explore uh, a few extra facets of choral music making. Uh, whereas concert choir is really just open to anybody to come and kind of experiment and see see how they like singing. Okay, so anybody interested in taking part in the choral programs, is it they just kind of show up and say, "Hey, I'd like to to join," or is there is there a process? Yeah, it? if you if you want to sing in concert choir, you show up on Tuesday and Thursday at three thirty in Gallagher Hall over in the Visitation, and you are welcome to join. Um, if you want to sing in chamber singers, there is a little audition process involved because, uh, like I said, we we move a little bit faster through the music. It's it's for slightly more experienced singers, so I want to make sure that nobody uh, gets in over their head before they join chamber singers. Okay, and then yeah. for for incoming students, then so mm-hmm. uh, prospective students coming to Loris, uh, you have there is a rehearsal option for them to come in. Correct? Yeah, we we have some open rehearsals coming up in March. They're March twenty fourth and twenty sixth. Um, those open rehearsals will be with the the concert choir, uh, the group that I was just describing. So we're meeting at three thirty in Gallagher, uh, and anybody can really come and check out those rehearsals. You can participate as a singer if you want to, or you can just hang out and listen. Uh, I'll be around before and after to answer any questions uh, that that come up about music making at Loris or music in college or what choir is all about. Uh, so yeah, please please come join us. All right. So anybody in, in involved in either the either the choirs, they obviously do rehearsals. There's kind of a lot of kind of learning and kind of practice. But what's what the, what's all the practicing leading to? <laughs> so we usually do about three performances each semester. Um, <clears throat> we do kind of a, a, a regular all-choir performance, and then we also sometimes pair with the band to do some of those performances. Uh, so this, this semester we'll do um, a, a concert that we did for the first time last year, which I think is a, is a really uh, like beautiful sort of uh, meditative experience that we call our Lenten Reflection. Uh, that's on Wednesday, April 1st. Um, and it, t- it takes place on the Loris campus in the middle of the day. So it's really kind of like a, like a Loris community event. Um, of course, anybody can come to it, but it's, it's really geared toward our campus. Uh, and then at the end of April, on the 24th, we'll do our spring choral concert, which is sort of like the big, um, you know, the big choir show of the, of the semester. Uh, and that will be all music that sort of explores different themes around the earth or the sky. So we're calling the concert Songs of Earth and Sky. Um, we'll do some, some uh, great music by Haydn, some music by Monteverdi, um, music by a new or newish anyway, choral composer who uh, is the director of choirs at Drake named Eric Barnum, who's an old friend of mine from from graduate school and who writes really fantastic music. Um, so those are those are a couple of highlights if you'd like to come on April 24th or on May 
10th, we'll give, uh, I think it's the ninth annual. So this concert's been going on for, for nine years now. Uh, the ninth annual final concert of the year, which is a joint effort between the choirs and the bands. Uh, and at that, <clears throat> we'll recap some of our music from the spring concert. And also, uh, we're going to perform a, a sort of large-scale work called Fern Hill uh, that's on absolutely beautiful poetry by Dylan Thomas. Uh, one of our seniors is going to sing uh, a, a big extended solo in that, and Dr. Michael Bagby will accompany us at the piano. So not to be missed, May 10th. Sounds exciting. Some, some, some good stuff coming there. but Definitely. A little peek behind the curtain, then. How do you, for each of these concerts, what's your process for selecting what what pieces are performed? Mm-hmm. or yeah, how do you how do you go about selecting themes and, and music? Yeah, uh, that's a that's a good question. Um, it's a little bit of a mystery, even to me. <laughs> uh, I so I know um, I I sort of consume a lot of choral music uh, and a lot of music generally. I think that that's that's part of the job of a of a conductor and a teacher. And I'm kind of always thinking about the next piece that I'm really excited. Uh, to to either share with the Loris community or share with the students in the Loris choirs. Um, so this year I was kind of looking around and I had I had wanted to do a Monteverdi Madrigal or, or have wanted to do one for the last few years um, and haven't gotten to do one yet. So I picked one of my favorites and uh, we're going to sing it. And I, I do, I, uh, I know this is like a podcast and we're talking about the choirs and stuff, but I genuinely love sharing this kind of music with people. Uh, so I, I was like, what, what would fit really well around this Monteverdi piece that I want to do? Um, and I started to look at some of the themes in the text. The, the text is all kind of about, about waves in the ocean and wind and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, okay, maybe, maybe if I start looking for, for pieces around kind of a nature-y theme, I'll find some good ones. Um, <clears throat> and ended up with, I don't know, maybe like like 25 or 30 pieces spread out on my desk going like, I think I like this idea of looking at, at songs that deal with the earth and songs that deal with the sky and the connection between them and then closing the concert with this big um, piece from, from Haydn's creation called The Heavens Are Telling the Glory of God. Uh, so I had that in mind as a closer. I had the Monteverdi in mind. And then I, I try to weave kind of a, a narrative through line from piece to piece to piece. So when you're sitting in the audience, um, you can, if you want, just listen and, you know, like video your kids singing in the choir. That's fine. Or if you want to go a little bit deeper with the text, then there, there's a, a sort of almost a philosophy that goes through from the beginning to the end of the concert. So you can, you can go as deep as you want. You can just sit there and listen. Um, but that's kind of the process. Okay. So it, it kind of a, the whole creative process is really inspired by whoever hits you at the right time. Huh? Yeah. And sometimes, you know, this, uh, <laughs> this is going to get a little little job interviewee maybe um, but I'm always I'm always thinking uh, on a number of levels when I'm programming music for the choirs one is just what will be a really nice performance um, but I'm also thinking about what's the like what's the next step that the Loris choirs can take how can we get a little bit better this semester uh, or what is the like the next level of music making that we can achieve um, and so I, as I'm thinking about those steps that I'd like to take, I kind of go, okay, what would be a really good piece to get us to the next level? Um, and it, 
also happened that this year the Monteverdi would be because it's it's in Italian. It's um, so it has a, a language challenge that we we haven't uh, really dealt with yet. Um, it's got it's got opportunity for people to sing one to a part, which is is. I think both the most expressive you can be, but also some of the most challenging singing that you can do. So it it challenges us musically. It challenges us, challenges us in terms of of text and interpretation, and sort of helps us helps us develop uh, or continue to develop musically. Um, so it's creative uh, in that I want to put on a really good concert, but it's also uh, kind of pedagogical and educational because I want the singers to grow through the process of of learning the music. Sure. Do you ever find yourself inspired by the students themselves? Kind of, you look at a piece of music and think, you know what? This would be, they're up to this. This is this is a good challenge, and I think they can do this. As opposed to looking at something, sure, we're not ready for this one yet. Yeah, uh, I I do. Um, the in a couple of different ways. So uh, shout out to Jacob Till. He's one of our music education students and a sophomore. Uh, one of his favorite pieces in the whole world is "The Heavens Are Telling the Glory of God." Uh, so as I was looking at all this music spread out on my desk, I did go, I know that Jacob is going to be really excited to sing that, so maybe I'll program that over something else, sure. you know, uh, as, a, as a little nod. If, a, if there's a student who shares a piece uh, with me that they particularly love, then, then of course I'm interested to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the same time, last year uh, for our spring concert, the Chamber Singers did a, a big work that's about 45 minutes long called The Little Natural Passion. Um, which I have done a number of times, um, both as a singer and as a conductor, uh, and it's it's very challenging. Uh, it's musically challenging. The the story is challenging because the story of the little match girl is is very sad. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I actually sat down with chamber singers in one of our rehearsals, and we listened through the piece and just kind of talked about what it would be like spending an entire semester learning music that was really challenging. And around the theme of a little girl who freezes to death, and it was kind of like you know this. I think that this piece has a great payoff because uh, because of the challenge it presents and because it's so moving for the audience to hear it. But do you want to spend three months of your life with it? You know, and they ended up saying yes, so we did the piece. Um, but that was that was a very kind of um, like like collaborative and uh, inclusive programming process because I didn't want to. Um, alienate any of the singers who are like, gosh, I'm just depressed because we're <laughs> singing about this dead girl all the time, you know. Um, so it it depends. It depends on the music and it depends on the on the singers. You know, sometimes they're happy to just sort of say, I'm not interested uh, to talk about that or I don't have an opinion about that. You pick the music. You're the director. And other times they're like, I really want to do this piece. Can we please do this? Okay. So, so there's definitely a give and take with the, with the students. Yeah, I, I mean, I like it to be that way. I don't know that every uh, choral director does, but <laughs> but I do. <laughs> and then, how far out are you are you playing? So obviously, everything's set for the spring. Mm-hmm. I mean, are you where are you in terms of the uh, 2020 21 fall fall <laughs> concerts? I have I else? have no plans. <laughs> uh, I and I I probably I usually program. Uh, an academic year at a time, and mm-hmm. I'll do that sort of over the summer. Okay, um, we're only only four and a half weeks into the semester, so uh, I've not thought much beyond what we're going to do in the spring. But uh, come May, when it looks like the year is starting to wrap up, and I'm starting to think about courses for next year, I'll I'll start getting some you know 
uh, little programming inspiration here and there and might have some ideas. Okay. So in addition to the, the concerts you've already mentioned, there is there is also one um, that's a Loris and Clark opera workshop performance. Can you mm-hmm. tell me a little bit about that? Sure. So um, Clark is our sister, sister institution uh, right across town, and our music departments are teaming up to do um, a series of opera scenes opera workshop for those of you uh, out there who haven't had the opportunity to either see a performance or, or participate yourself is um, you take scenes out of an opera um, and you work on one particular scene and then um, move to another opera, work on another particular scene rather than working on an entire opera at one time. Uh, you know, an opera could be three or four hours long. A scene is probably just 10 minutes. Um, so in Opera Workshop, we do our performance of a number of different scenes uh, over the course of the, the sort of hour and a half that, w- that we'll do the performance. This year, um, students from both Loris and Clark are doing music from Leonard Bernstein's Candide. Uh, we're doing music from Stephen Sondheim's Into the Woods. We're going to do some Hansel and Gretel, um, also some Magic Flute by Mozart. Uh, so some some fantastic little scenes the, the theme of the, of the performance that sort of ties all the scenes together is uh, fables, fantasies, and fairy tales. Uh, so some, some like, like truly wonderful music, but also some opportunities for some of our students who are particularly good actors to kind of ham it up and, and be funny. So I, <laughs> everybody should come watch. <laughs> so, and, and that's May 2nd. That is May 2nd, and it's over at Clark. At, in Jansen Hall at 2 p.m. That's right. So we will, uh, for all of these, we, we'll, we'll go ahead and, and relist all the information for each of these concerts listed, but we'll also share them out on the Loris Daily website, which is daily.loris.edu. So make sure you check back as, as these get closer. We'll, we'll share more information and kind of help make sure that you get to these concerts and don't miss them. So, yes, please do. <laughs> so in addition to all these concerts that are going on, there's also, you had kind of referenced it a little bit earlier, talk about yourself. So, mm. so you're going to be involved in a recital coming up in April. Yeah. Uh, you know, we make our students all do solo recitals, so I thought it was about time that I did one too. Uh, Dr. Michael Bagby, who is our uh, director of liturgies, is uh, also a, a just tremendous pianist. So he and I are collaborating with uh, John Eby, uh, also Laura's professor of history. Uh, we're going to do a recital around the metaphysical poets, John Donne and George Herbert, uh, who are 17th century English poets and who wrote, um, I think, probably the most ecstatic and and astonishing uh, spiritual poetry in English ever. Um, the, 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 the poetry is, uh, I could go on and on and on about it and I'll stop right there, uh, and say, come to the concert, but the music that accompanies it by Benjamin Britten and Ray Fun Williams is, is absolutely gorgeous, uh, and really fascinating. And, and Dr. Evie will have some really, um, I, th- I think interesting, takes on the poetry and about some of the connections between Britain's life, uh, Benjamin Britten, one of the composer's life and the, and the poetry itself. And, uh, you know, sort of English language, spirituality and that sort of thing. So it'll be, it'll be a really beautiful performance, I think. Okay. And again, that's April 18th and that's here at Christ the King. Correct. At 7:30 PM. Mm-hmm. One other concert or one other performance I, I want to make sure we mention is that, so we have a, a guest artist, a, a um, performing, uh, and that's Nathan Kruger, mm-hmm. who's a baritone, and then he's going to have a recital coming up on March 27th mm-hmm. at, uh, at Granger Hall. 
Gallagher Hall. Gal- I'm sorry, I misread that. Gallagher <laughs> Hall, you're correct. Uh, what's what's a? Can we give a quick preview of, of Nathan's performance? Yeah, so Nathan uh, is coming with uh, a, a collaborative pianist named Kirsten Eady. Uh, they're both on the faculty at University of Wisconsin Oshkosh. Um, and Nathan has had a new work composed for him that's for baritone and electronics, uh, which promises to be a, a, a really interesting piece. And I think he's also going to do some of the more traditional baritone repertoire. Um, but it's a it's a really special treat to have a guest artist come to uh, come to Loris and, and share with us some of the the art that they do other places. They're kind of on a tour. Um, throughout sort of Wisconsin, Illinois, Iowa. Uh, so we're really pleased to have them, and it would, it would be uh, great to see as many members of the Loris community there as, as uh, could come. Okay, so we'll do a, a quick rundown here of, of all the performances that we've mentioned, make sure everybody has at least those dates right up front. So the, the Nathan Kruger performance, um, the, his, his recital is March 27th at Gallagher Hall at 7 p.m. The next, chronologically speaking, is next is the, the Loris the, the Lenten Reflection performance for the Loris Choir. And that is um, April 1st at Christ the King at 11.15, so in the middle of the day. Yep. But and again, any of these any of these performances, the general public is welcome to come and Absolutely. encouraged to come. We, we want to share all the great music and all the great things that, that we're doing here on campus with, with everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, April 20... Uh, so I'm reading that wrong. April 18th the uh, is your individual... your your recital with, yep. with Michael Bagby. Correct. Uh, the Metaphysical Poets, also again at Christ the King at 7.30 p.m. April 24th, we have the Spring Choir Concert, and that's the Songs of Earth and Sky. Mm-hmm. Christ the King at 7 p.m. Mm-hmm. And let me flip my page over here. So we have some, into May, we have May 2nd, the, the Loris and Clark Opera Workshop that we mentioned earlier at uh, Clark University, the Jansen Music Hall at 2 p.m. And then uh, our season wraps up then with the ninth annual final concert. And that is May 10th at the Nativity Church, actually, at, Correct. at 2 p.m. So lots and lots of things going on. So Yeah, it's a, it's a busy semester, but full of uh, just tremendous music, I think, and yeah. a, a real joy for anyone who comes to experience it. So when do you rest? <laughs> in June and July. <laughs> when you're planning out the next year and listening to more, yeah, more cool, yeah, cool that's, music. That's right. You can just, you know, you put some headphones on and sort of zone out in, in June. It's nice. <laughs> <laughs> so if there's somebody thinking about uh, coming to Loris College, a prospective student coming in, and they kind of want a little bit more information about about the, the choir program, can they contact you? Yeah, you can. Uh, anybody can contact me anytime at jeremiah.cawley at loris.edu. Um, or if you forget uh, my name or can't remember how to spell Jeremiah, you can always uh, just email admissions and they will be happy to put you in touch with me. Uh, I'd love to hear from anybody uh, and everybody who's interested in uh, music here at Loris. Great. Well, Maya, thank you for taking the time out and chatting with me and kind of sharing a, kind of a, a bit of a preview of the upcoming uh, semester performances. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. This yeah. is great. Great. And, well, and thank you to all who listened into our discussion. We hope you enjoyed the conversation. And to find more episodes of the Dewhawk Digest, as well as more Loris news, videos, information, visit the Loris Daily website at daily.loris.edu. We hope you'll join us for the next Dewhawk Digest, as well as attend the upcoming Loris Choral Performances this spring. And as always, go Dewhawks. <laughs>